Welcome to the Paywall Podcast, where we discuss paywalls and paywall strategies. We will talk with some of the publishers that we work with at Zine 101, the things that work and the things that don't. There's so many amazing things you can do in the digital world as a publisher to not only increase your digital subscriptions, but also engage your audience. Let's get started. All right, we're back at uh, the Paywall Podcast. Uh, my name's Pete, and today we're going to talk about how to set up a paywall. And uh, if you're thinking about starting uh, subscriptions or memberships, or you currently have them running, then this is the podcast for you. This is the episode for you, because we're going to talk about the basically four ways of setting up the paywall that are working today. And we'll cover cover some other, other things as well. The, the question here is, what type of paywall setup is working best. And what, what I want to do is I want to kind of go back in time a little bit and talk about the original paywall, which was the hard paywall or, or maybe the membership model where a publisher would literally lock down their articles and you you would just have no choice but to pay and gain entrance. And um, and that that has worked for a lot of membership sites uh, with a lot of sweat. They get their members in there. They uh, tease out the um, articles that they want to release to the public. So they're doing the job of choosing which articles are free and public and which articles are premium. Um, and uh, probably the best example of the hard paywall is the Wall Street Journal. Um, and it works well for them because they are a big brand name. And when you have a big brand, uh, you're, you're, you have the marketing uh, to bring subscribers in. But if you're not a big brand like the Wall Street Journal, the hard paywall has proven to be uh, difficult to start up. And uh, we actually, uh, I remember going through this with an old, um, this is probably seven or eight years ago. Uh, we had a national magazine um, client that uh, decided one day, and they were publishing, they were doing a good job publishing all their articles uh, on their site. And one day I uh, received the word that they were going to lock down all their articles. And I, I honestly, I couldn't believe it because, you know, the, the big the big thing about the hard paywalls, Google cannot index any of the, uh, you know, they can't really rank the content properly because they can't get into the content. And then people on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram or whatever, they can't really share the content because it's locked, right? It's just locked down. There's nothing to send people to. So they said, okay, we're locking down all our magazine articles that we have on the website. And they were doing a good job using issue M actually uh, to post um, all their articles online. And I, I tried and I tried to, to um, get them to change their mind. And I said, Hey, look, you know, you're going to take a huge Google hit and uh, social sharing is going to be non-existent. And they said, well, we, we need subscribers. So they did, they, they shut it off. And uh, the first thing I did is I looked at what was Google, you know, what was a, tra- what was the traffic uh, situation on their site? And, it was like 30 days after they had shut it down, their traffic had dropped by 90%. I mean, I don't remember how much, you know, if they had 100,000 page views a month or a couple hundred thousand page views a month, all of a sudden they were down to, you know, 10, 10 or 20,000 page views. It was just, it was like, a, it was like watching a cliff drop, you know, and this was, this wasn't just Google numbers. This was all traffic that they had. And, you know, down, uh, it, it didn't go well for them ultimately. Um, and it's something that I'll, I'll always forever remember as the, you know, okay, let's, and, and it's part of, part of the reason why, why Leaky Paywall was born is, 
you know, let's let's make sure that we play along with with proper digital marketing efforts, right? Uh, so, um, you know, the 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 three things, and this kind of leads into the three things that a, a paywall has to do um, today. And one is um, they might be obvious, but it's, it's good to say them. One is Google needs to be able to index all your content, at least most of your content. Um, and, you, and that includes social media sharing. So if you're, um, if you're allowing a few free articles, let's say with a metered paywall, then everyone, you know, one article can be shared in thousands of different browsers, uh, without any trouble. Uh, the second thing is, is, uh, something that's becoming very clear now, and that is that you have to build your email list. And this is, um, this is really the number one priority for, so if you're a publisher and you're not really aggressively getting people to sign up to your newsletter, um, whatever type of newsletter you have, that's something you need to jump on right away. Uh, it, it, it will throw so many, so many benefits uh, to you. Um, and of course, the best one being increasing your, your paid uh, subscribers by 10x at the very least, some publishers are saying 30x. Um, and then, of course, the third thing is just is building those paid paid subscriptions. So those are the, the three things. And we're going to talk about that uh, today. So let's jump into the, the ways you can set up a paywall. And um, I'm going to just jump right in with what is the best thing uh, or one of the best ways working today. And it's I think it's called the free registration wall method. And essentially what it is, is um, you uh, with a with a metered paywall, at least with our metered paywall, you can it's very flexible. You can you can set up. Um, OK, I want to I want to give away uh, five free articles a month or three free articles a month or one or 20 or whatever. And then I'm going to get the person to pay or to register for free. And and the registration method is kind of an intermediate step where uh, let's say you set your meter to three free articles per month, which is a which is a, a solid number for a typical news publisher. Um, and then after those three free articles are consumed, the fourth article, you get the subscription nag. That's what we call it. it says, hey, uh, please register, and we'll, we'll we'll give you more a few more free articles per month. And so what that does is is two two very important things. One is um, the uh, person gets, uh, of course, the free articles and they sign up, but you get that email address. And this is turned into such a such a big deal. So now you have an, an email address of a new person uh, who's registered on your site. And you've also started the relationship with that person. And if you're if you're doing your job with email marketing, um, now you have that extra email address and free sales. I mean, you put up a free registration wall, which is which is simple user registration. You'll be surprised at how many new subscribers you get so you get that email address it increases your email list substantially um, and you started building the relationship with that new subscriber and so that like i said the data suggests that for every email address you collect that person has a 10 times greater chance of subscribing because if you're doing your your newsletter marketing properly is what you're you're sending the content all your new content that you're publishing via email to that new uh, signup, and they're getting linked back to your site, and they're consuming that article that they're reading, and maybe other articles. And if they're now 
registered and logged in on your site, it's chewing up their free uh, articles that they get. And then they hit the next subscription nag, which is time to pay. It's the, the one that says, hey, we really love that you love our content. Uh, please support us by subscribing to gain full access or whatever, whatever that pitch is, is going to be. Uh, so you get this over time, you have the, the, the free registered subscriber and over time, you know, uh, day after day, week after week, however frequent you send along the emails, they're being what I call organically pestered into subscribing because you're just, it's a gentle it's an email comes out. Oh, that's an interesting article. I go back to the site. I read the article. Uh, I try to read the next one and oh, oh, I got to subscribe. No, I'm not going to subscribe. You know, a month later, it's the same thing, right? They're coming back to the site and eventually, like my wife did, they say, ah, what the heck, I'm just going to pay and support these guys. And that that works extraordinarily well. So getting that email um, is just so key. And as a side benefit, well, <laughs> it's not really a side benefit. It's a, another big benefit is your email list will grow. And, and if you're which you should be uh, selling um, sponsorships to your email list uh, or to your newsletter, then that's going to help you because you can have a bigger email list and that'll be more attractive to advertisers. We worked with um, the Business Journal out of uh, Youngstown, Ohio. We set up their free registration wall uh, for them. And when we launched, um, and they were pretty pleased in their first week and their second week, they got a thousand new uh, registrations in their first week. I think about a thousand new registrations in their second week. And then it's likely been sort of curving down a little bit. But, um, you know, early on, when you set up that wall, you're, you'll, you'll have a big influx of uh, registrations and you'll get a mix of paid subscriptions at the same time. One of the questions I get is, gee, if I give away content for free, right, like why would I pay? The, the reason the reason is because well the casuals who really aren't that interested they'll never pay but anybody who's who's uh, kind of a super casual more towards a hardcore reader um, now you, you're going to be sending them your content every day or every week and they're going to want to read that content and that's the engagement that you gain by by gaining that email address um, so it's it's uh, absolutely I can't I can't emphasize it enough it's super powerful. Yeah, and part of that as well is you're kind of building that trust over time. Um, it's a lot lower barrier to entry as far as the sales process goes. There's not as much of a commitment for the user. Um, mm. So you get to build up that that relationship over time, uh, kind of dip your toe in the water instead of, you know, asking, uh, will you marry me on the very first date? <laughs> That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah, they the you're proving to them that you're publishing good content because you're sending it to them via email every day or every week uh, or every month depending on what you're doing and so they get to experience that and that is part of the relationship um so yeah so when it's time to pay when they keep hitting that request to pay you've earned that trust because they know they're getting good content from you i'll also say that the other the other benefit of this registration wall approach is that it reduces the friction point of um, making a purchase. So typically you'd, you'd meter your content um, or lock it down and then they'd hit the, hey, you have to pay for full access and you pitch it, right? 
and then they get to a long form and they got to fill out their name their you know their email um, choose a password um, uh, make a choose the, the subscription that they want monthly or annual or whatever uh, enter your uh, their payment information and then hit submit so there's a lot of steps that they have to go through when when there's no registration method it's just okay it's okay now it's time to pay but with the registration wall you're saying here's more for free you just have to register well you're getting that step which is like step one out of two steps out of the way right it, and people like free so the, the motivation for um signing up is is high so and they're registered they're logged in and then when it's time to pay you as the publisher already have their they're already registered on the site so all they got to do is type in their credit card information it's a much less painless step and so it reduces the friction uh of the whole uh the whole uh payment uh, of the steps and breaking it into two actually helps increase your uh, conversions for that reason so one of the things that some of our publishers have started doing and is working well is being able to get more demographic data from their readership. So when you have that, um, and this is easy to set up, um, well, at least with, with Leaky Paywall, um, but when you ask, when, you, when you're giving away your, you know, more articles for free, um, you're in a good spot with that person who's signing up. They're, they're, they're excited to give you their information and get in and keep reading because uh, they're not paying for it. So that's a good time to ask a couple questions. So if you need to collect uh, demographic um, uh, information, you know, depending on the type of audience you have, you know, uh, just some one, two, or three uh, questions that would help you organize how you email um, uh, your your readership. It's a good time to do it during that registration uh, process. And uh, I know with Leaky, Pay with Leaky Paywall, we've integrated with like MailChimp groups. So you can have uh, readers sign into different newsletters and send out, you know, targeted newsletters to, to each group. So that's another way of kind of surveying your, you know, who your readers are and what they actually want. Uh, but at, at the very least, just collect the data that you need. And uh, uh, for instance, we have a Portuguese news publisher in New Jersey we're, we're working with now. And... Um, there they have clusters of uh, um, Portuguese uh, communities around the country, and so they target uh, their news. They're you know they're working on breaking up their news uh, by country, and that uh, is going to allow them to um, ask you know hey where where are you located on that registration page, which will help them target their their newsletters uh, down the road. So that's the uh that's the free registration uh wall approach um the second one uh i'll mention is is one that's worked for a very long time across all industries and that's the free trial um if when it's time to actually ask for money um this is proven time and time again to be to be the uh best way to convert a paying subscriber and that means you offer a free trial or a paid trial. So um, it's $0, but you have to enter your credit card in and you get, you know, 30 days of full access or something like that, or you pay a dollar for the 30 days or the two weeks or, or two months or however you set that up. 
And um, it's, you know, we live in this freemium world. Um, we have been living it, in it for a long time. And it, um, you know, the free trials have, have been around for decades uh, in, in lots of other industries. But giving away something for free, like, you know, an app download or would, would be a popular one today, um, absolutely works. You know, you want to check something out. It's not going to cost you any real money right now, but you are you are interested enough to offer a credit card. Um, and then, you know, the content's good. Hey, this this is pretty good. I'll, I'll just keep it riding and you end up with that hopefully recurring payment um, um, that that charges on their card. And, you know, this I'm going to take a little side sideways step here, but sort of reminds me of of that whole friction thing. Some, sometimes publishers say, hey, you know, I want to I want to sell an article or I want to sell a PDF or I just want to sell this single item um, or should I, you know, should I set up recurring payments? And the the friction is putting the credit card into the system. That's really the biggest friction point. And um, once and, and that argues for um, setting up recurring monthly payments. Uh, if you look at Netflix, they probably probably the best example they have. A monthly recurring payment and once you pay it you're you're in and there's no more there's no more friction there's no more pain that pain point's gone so yeah you put in your credit card um, you start getting uh, full access to the publication and um, that charge just becomes part of your credit card bill so yeah it hurts to pay the credit card bill but that's the one you know you're paying the whole thing and that individual purchase pain point is gone so mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And one thing that trial does is it also helps get rid of uh, spam users because uh, one downside uh, we didn't really touch on on the free registration wall mm. is that someone could put in just a fake email address. Um, and so by offering the free trial where they have to put in the credit card uh, that helps uh, remove those uh, kind of you know fake users. Uh, one way around that on the free registration wall I just wanted to touch on is you could also do a, a require a email verification. So after someone signs up on the free wall, uh, mm -hmm. they have to verify in their email address by clicking a link. And so obviously they'd have to put in a valid email in order for that to work. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that uh, that we mentioned that because we have had a few questions from publishers about fake emails on the free registration wall. Mm. That brings up another another good point. Um, I, I get lots of questions from publishers who say uh, exactly something like that. Hey, what about spam registra registrations or uh, what about, you know, incognito browser, you know, getting around the paywall or, you know, being, you know, getting the login, you know, paying, getting your login and then sharing it with all your friends like all these concerns about getting around the paywall, right? And maybe that's a topic for another day. Um, but the the real, the bottom line answer is that people that are creating fake email accounts, to your point, um, they're probably not gonna pay you ever, <laughs> right? They're doing extra work to get around your five or 10 or $15 a month or whatever you're charging. And it's worth it to them to spend the time and in and, and the world we live in today, time is really the most valuable resource we have. And most people, and this is who you're targeting, is most people, um, they don't want to be bothered. They they just want to, you know, if something's 
looks good to them. They want a convenient, quick way to pay, gain access, and yeah, they're they're supporting the publication as well. Um, so yeah, the whole you could go crazy putting up uh, walls to try to stop, you know, the I don't know, I don't want to call them cheaters, but people that are getting around. You know, I mean, we all do it. It's you know, you're not going to subscribe, but you do want to read that extra article. You're not really the hardcore subscriber. Um, but is it really worth trying to fight that? No, not really. And it can create other administrative headaches for you too. Yeah. Uh, so and that's just, part of the reason why you're trying to build that relationship. That's more important than right. You know, trying to block all the loopholes is how can you build that relationship? And if you focus on that, yeah, then that's what's most important. Yeah. And, and the people getting around, like it's the 5%, maybe it's the 10%. But that still means that 90% are people who would eventually want to pay just for access or potentially pay. All right. So that was the free trial um, uh, conversion system. Now, do you use a free trial in conjunction with a free registration wall? I think that's a great approach. Um, I can't give you any hard data. But it certainly would get somebody to pull their credit card out and say, okay, well, let's, I have limited access now. I really want more access. Here's a dollar or here's zero dollars, but I'll put in my credit card and I'll get that full access. And then off you go. You have yourself, hopefully, a recurring um, uh, subscriber. Um, do you have to do it? No, you could, you could have the registration wall and then you can, um, and this is, we have a lot of publishers that have, have it set up this way. Uh, and then when it's time to pay, it's time to pay. And that was their free trial was, was registering on the site and getting, getting a few more extra articles each month. Um, now the, the bottom line here is you got to test it for yourself, for your audience. And that's one thing that is really important is whatever starting point you pick, you don't have to stay there. You know, you you can offer three free articles per month in a registration wall. But what happens if you tighten down your 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 free registration wall to two free articles or one, which we have a few publishers that are doing in it, and it does great. Um, so you know, take a take a thirty day window at least, I'd say, and 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 make one change and see see what it does. So number three, number three is um, typically being called the metered hybrid paywall approach. Okay, what does that mean? So metered hybrid. Um, when you start, you'll likely start with the metered paywall um, and you might have the uh, free registration wall as well, but ultimately all your content or most of your content is metered. So you, you have limited number of free articles per month as the general public. Um, and then you take the subscription. Now, this is like a kind of a step two for um, for subscription uh, strategy. Um, as you start gaining subscribers and you you'll obviously you always learn more and more about what they really want. Uh, the hybrid part comes in when you start creating premium content that that is only for paid subscribers. So you actually lock it down separately for paid subscribers. And um, uh, so Jeremy, you had an example, right? Um, with um, Catch Magazine, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So with Catch Magazine, uh, which is a fly fishing magazine, where they write articles um, with a lot of you know amazing photography, uh, but then their big piece every issue is um, they put together a, a video 
you know, probably 20, 30 minute kind of almost full length video uh, that describes a, a specific area or a specific location. Um, and so that's the main draw for a lot of people. And so what they chose to do was the, the articles themselves are on the metered approach where you can read so many before they ask, uh, ask you to subscribe. Uh, but the videos themselves are always behind the paywall. So in order to watch the video content, you have to subscribe uh, because that is their premium content. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I was reading an article about Le Parisien, um, French news um, publication, and they they were doing uh, uh, a very similar approach. We're metering all their content and then starting to build out um, exclusive premium content only for paid subscribers. And they ended up doubling their their paid subscriptions uh, doing that. And they're actually now producing more paid uh, premium only content uh, for the site. And they're finding that a lot of this premium content is, is the trigger for the paid subscription, um, which is which is really cool. So uh, I say for for any publisher uh, that's producing content, you know, keep an eye out for what your what your subscribers are really reading what they're gravitating towards and figure out a way to, you know, once you have your paywall running and you're taking paid subscriptions, um, either create premium content exclusively for them, or you can even package up existing content. Um, maybe you have a deep archive of thematically similar articles that you can put together into some sort of a package or an issue. You could do that with issue M very easily and you could lock that down for, uh, paid subscribers. Um, there's there's lots to consider. Um, I think there are a lot of opportunities in terms of content. I mean, video is, is certainly a good example. I haven't seen any audio, like podcasts tend to be free, but I know I've, I have read that there is some premium paid, you know, podcast content uh, coming, which, which certainly makes sense. Uh, so that'd be something to look at. And then thinking about articles or article series that would be subscriber only you could lock down just for uh subscribers so that that's uh mm -hmm. yeah that's something to absolutely look at yeah i have seen one example um where someone uh, only specific piece of content within the article was locked down in this case it was an audio file mm. so in order to do that they just used uh wrapped a short code around it to make sure that the user had a valid subscription yeah. with leaky paywall yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually, I've seen that too, where um, a, a publication will have like a premium document, you know, that they had uh, to purchase in order uh, to put it on their website and they'll wrap that around their paywall so that all the content around it you can read, but you can't download the PDF or whatever the special content is without being a, a paid subscriber. That's perfect. Have you, have you gotten any feedback from that approach at all? Uh, not yet, but it, they, they just started it and um, we'll see. We'll see whether or not that that works or not. It, it's really going to come down to whether or not people can find that content elsewhere for free. Hmm. Right. So. Right. Uh, yes. The monopoly of content uh, dilemma. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. yeah. And I think I, that I, also is a good point, too. Like a lot of this is just experimenting right yeah mm -hmm. you know you got to experiment and see what's going to work for your particular audience 
Yeah, I, I see that a lot. It's like one publication, a seven day free trial might work and then you have to pay. Whereas I go 50 miles down the road to a different publication and it doesn't really work as well. <laughs> so it's all it's all about your audience and, and the target and, and what they're willing willing to do. Absolutely. Every audience is definitely different. Yeah. You got to figure you got to figure it out. I'll move on to the number four uh, as far as a type of approach. This is this is another a uh, little more of an advanced um, approach. Uh, I don't really know what to call it. So I'm, I'm calling it the super premium approach. <laughs> and that's absolutely not an official <laughs> definition. But we had um, and the, the idea is that you have your meter paywall, you have your premium content, you're getting subscribers. And then, um, yeah, you can lock down uh, content for existing subscribers. But what about creating a whole new premium subscription level that costs more to to gain access to something that's different than what you're producing? Um, and so we had a great example, um, uh, a great example, iPolitics uh, in Canada, a political news publisher um, during the last election cycle. Uh, what they did is they created a, a super premium level uh, for election coverage for three months. So basically it was three months of daily uh, updates uh, to uh, what was going on with their elections. And they were, they where their normal subscription was running. Actually, I kind of forget what their if it's five bucks a month or whatever their 10 bucks a month, or whatever their normal subscription is. But they were charging one hundred dollars a month. Uh, and in fact, if you signed up, if you signed up like on day one of the of those three months, you paid 300 bucks for that information. If you signed up 30 days into it, so you only had two months left, you'd pay 200 bucks. You basically paid for the block of time when you know, they kind of prorated that block of time. And uh, it was easy to set up uh, and they sold they sold um, uh, uh, enough to be happy with it. And uh, I mean, think about it. You go from a five or ten dollar a month product to to a three hundred dollar product, right? Um, now, of course, it takes a lot of work for them to to cover cover all that, but it was something that they could easily, you know, bring bring up and say, you can, you know, you can access this. And you know, the, the beauty is you you have this, you know, you have your hopefully free registration wall feeding your email list, right? That's converting subscribers. Your 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 base of your audience is growing. I mean, your, your digital audience should actually absolutely be growing right now. There's no reason for it not to be. And, and, uh, then you, you bring up this super premium product and say, you know, Hey, hey growing audience, this is what we're doing now and sign up and, and they do. Um, so if you guys can think of a better term than super premium, let me know. Cause it sounds a little corny. <laughs> All right, and the last one, number five, I want to say um, it's not really a pay. Well, I guess it is a paywall strategy, but one of the things that's becoming very, very clear as far as increasing paid subscriptions is offering apps to your readers. That is iOS and Android apps, and and for a lot of a lot of reasons, um, it's the best reading experience available today. I think ninety percent of Phone use is through an app. Uh, some, the st statistic is somewhere around that. Um, you know, the app is on our phone. We can, we can, or iPad or whatever, and you can just tap it, and it's convenient. Uh, you, you get push notifications, so you can instantly communicate with those readers. 
um, and and that's great. But there's also discovery, and that's the thing nobody realizes. Um, we we have our Unipress app platform, which which ties in with Leaky Paywall, so we can kind of monitor, um, you know, what's happening with with discovery in the app store, um, and when we talk to our different publishers that are running apps, uh, the numbers are getting a pretty, are pretty wide. So um, uh, we have some publishers that will say up to 50% of new subscriptions are coming in through the app store. And uh, some publishers, publishers that say, uh, and we look at, it looks about 10% of uh, subscriptions are coming through the app stores. So, and, and then everything in sort of in the middle. Um, and if, if you, if you just start Googling around, you'll see that, that, um, apps are kind of on the table again, uh, because of the discovery, because of the convenience, you know, it's the best way to read content. And there's one more thing that, that I keep hearing, uh, today is, is, uh, they keep you logged in, right? Um, and so regardless of what publishing system you're using, if it's on the web, there's always a login. Right. And then you go to a different browser or, or you go go on your phone or whatever. And then you got to log in again. Right. And it seems like a simple thing. And to me, I was originally like, yeah, that's a simple thing. But it's not a simple thing because it's a pain to log into everything all the time. So with apps, you 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 solve that. You check off that problem right off the bat. Right. It's like, OK, I download the app. I log in with my existing email and password and I'm in. Boom. You know, forever. You just logged in. Your device is connected uh, to the publication, and you 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 have this this uh, uh, beautiful reading environment, and you don't have to worry about uh, logging in. You you have the publication in in your pocket. Yeah, and I think too the value proposition of an app, even if your users aren't heavy app users, uh, having that as part of your subscription, uh, I think helps. It helps people. Mm -hmm make that jump to subscribe knowing that they have premium ac uh, app access that's that's a great point that's absolutely true right so when you're when you're when you're pitching when you're i hate that word but that is the sales word when you're you're encouraging somebody to uh sign up that could tip the scales that's like oh right. they have an app oh i could just download the app oh that's that's cool that's great you know and then off they go yeah, yeah. It's not, it's kind of like, it kind of it kind of levels up your publication in, in many ways. It's like wow. Right, right. These guys are serious. Yeah, the public right. is serious. They're they're giving us apps. So those are the five things that we see working today, uh, as far as uh, paywall approach goes. Um, just to reiterate, the first thing and the second thing and the third thing you should always do is work on building that email list. And uh, that registration wall is is probably the answer uh, for most publications. Another question I get is, what do I set my meter to? In other words, how many free articles should I give away? And that answer is really dependent on your audience and your um, the amount of uh, the quantity, the volume of articles you produce each month or each week. And so if you're if you're a producer of one article a week, maybe it's a long form uh, article um, like uh, T-Journey is, uh, you're probably going to restrict access a little bit more. So you might have your meter set to just one free article a month that you're giving away uh, before somebody has to register uh, or subscribe. And 
but if you're a, let's say you're a news publisher um, and you're producing 500 articles a month, let's say, um, as maybe like a weekly news publisher, well, then you're going to need to give away more, maybe five articles per month. But maybe you're also maybe you're producing uh, sort of very um, technical or high end content and um, you you know that your customers want access to it. Uh, that would argue for setting the meter to something low, like one article per month or two months um, so that there's there's just uh, really a big motivation to either pay pay up front or, or to register right away. Um, and to follow up on that, uh, so you can you can look at the the volume and look at your audience and the type of content you're producing, but but the really the important uh, part is to experiment with it. So um, from what I've seen, for a typical news publisher, you know, local regional news publisher, three free articles per month uh, seems to be a pretty magic number, and that's that's a good starting point. But you you want to know what happens if you change that to two free articles a month or one free article a month, or how about zero free articles a month? Oh my God, now we're making it a hard, hard paywall. But I'll tell you, military travel publisher, and there, of course it's COVID now, so it's not so much travel, but um, what they were doing is during the summer travel season when uh, their readership really swelled, um, and, and they're all about like military, you know, discounts for uh, hotels and campgrounds and uh, free flights uh, or discounted flights for military and stuff like that. You know, or a database of, of information. Uh, so in the summertime, <clears throat> summertime, their audience swells. And uh, what they what they did was is they they started mixing up their meter, knowing that they, they had this like real strong influx during the summer where each month they would have uh, the meter set to like one week it was set for one free article, another week it was set for four free articles, and then two weeks it was set for zero free articles too. Uh, and by definition, if you set your meter to zero, that means you get no free articles. That essentially turns uh, at least our paywall, uh, the leaky paywall into a hard paywall. And uh, what they were doing is dancing with Google search because they wanted to be they wanted to make sure all their content was indexed and they produce a fair amount of content. Um, and so they would have the meter running during peak periods for a couple of weeks, but then for the other two weeks of the month, let's say, um, they would actually turn the meter to zero and it worked for them. You know, their conversions when the, when, you know, they had the traffic coming in and then when they went to zero for a limited period of time, it forced people to make that decision. Do I pay or do I not? And, and, you know, and they, they got, um, I think they said they they raised their, increased their subscriptions by like 15% or something just from using that technique. Um, so that's another way to look at it. If you really want to be aggressively curious about what your meter does to your, to your, uh, visitors coming in. I was just thinking too that, and something we haven't really touched on is when it comes to a paywall, you know, it doesn't have to be either this on or off uh, type situation. You can also give people a paragraph or two paragraphs mm. of the content and then ask them to pay. So if if you're struggling on what to do, there's there's a number of ways that you could go about this without 
making it a binary thing. Absolutely. You could um, you could meter your, your content generally, and then for your premium articles, you could just set your excerpt uh, to be you know half the article. Let's say it's a long form article, right? Or a third of the article and get get people sort of invested in reading. And then it's like, oh, if you want to read the rest of the article, you have to be a paid subscriber. And that does work. I subscribe to a newsletter or a, a news site just like that. Uh, yeah. And it absolutely worked for me. I was getting into the article and, and it's like, you know, it was a technical article and I was into it and, oh, I got to pay to read the rest of it. You look <laughs> around and you're like, oh, the rest of this looks good, too. I'm in, you know, and uh, right. Uh, yeah, no, that's a yeah. that's a very good point. Yeah. yeah, and I think when you combine that, a lot of the publishers that I work with are in small regional uh, areas, their uh, newspapers, and uh, they combine this strategy with the free trial and or a paid trial, and it seems to work work for the most of them. It, it seems to work pretty well. Yeah, I like that approach. Yeah, excerpt. Yeah, it really like it's like super teasing your premium content. Um, yep, exactly. Yeah, is that an official word? Can we use that one? Use the word super <laughs> twice though. Super premium and super. Te- <laughs> I got it. I, I'm running out of ideas. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's. Uh, why don't we switch uh, tactics and talk a little bit about. Um, the language, kind of the approach to subscribing. This is something that there, there are two parts to this. Um, one is um, the actual um, how do you how do you encourage the reader to pay? Like what's 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 the language? Um, and the second is the actual the actual subscription nags themselves. Um, so in other words, when you hit your Let's say you have you get three free articles, you hit your fourth article, you know, and you get like the excerpt of the article, and then you get what we call the subscription nag in in inside the article. It says, "Hey, it's time to pay." And what I see a lot of uh, publishers doing, unfortunately, is not paying attention to that subscription nag. So you know, by default, with any subscription system, there's there's a, there's, there's like a default language that says, "Hey, subscriber, log in to gain full access." And time and time again, I'll, I'll run into a, I'll be talking to a publisher and I'll look at their subscription nag and I'll, I'll test it, right? And then I'll use up the free articles. It'll pop and it'll say, subscriber, log in. <laughs> and that's all it says, right? <laughs> and, and, and I think that, you know, you just have to pay attention to, uh, you know, today's modern reader really demands to know what they're going to get. What are the benefits that they're going to get? for paying. Now, yeah, it could it seem it might seem obvious on the publisher side you're producing all this great content, you're firing out 500 articles a month or more, whatever you're doing, uh, and that, you know, the the articles speak for themselves. And they do, and that's great. Uh, but you still need to tell the person who's thinking about pulling out their credit card what they're going to get, what how is it going to help them? How how are you going to make their life better? And it's it's worth uh, working on on the language for those, um, you know, in, in sort of uh, those subscription nags that show up, um, you know, and and it's it's uh, it's the stuff that might be obvious to many publishers, but um, you know, state like 
you know, don't don't miss an article. Keep it keep it keep tabs on what's happening in your in your community. Don't be left out. You know, um, I mean, those so that that's sort of a little bit more negative language speak, but it, it does work. Um, and you know, get getting full access. You know that the, that language works uh, really well. Um, and so to kind of take a, a hard look at you know the bullet points that you should be outlining that that, that you get when you subscribe um, should be showing up. Uh, right there, right in the right in the article when that subscription nag uh, pops. So that's one thing to to always always look at. I mean, it's the it's where the rubber literally hits the road. You know, you're you're asking them to subscribe right there and then. That's an important, a really important step. And then once they decide, yeah, they get carried off to the payment page or the registration page or however you have it set up, and off they go. But it's that point that really is the you, know, you want to make them click on subscribe to go to the next step and so to watch that language and then that sort of dovetails into the feel of the language um and uh i had this conversation with a publisher last week and uh, they were they were a high school sports publisher i was being uh, educated that their audience thought that the schools paid for the news right and um you know i've heard from other news publishers that say that a lot of people think the government pays for the news you know for the pays their writers to 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 produce news and that the general public just and i think this is pretty obvious in a lot of cases is the general public just doesn't know where the income or they, they see a lot of a lot of banner ads on a website and they think oh they have all this advertising they're getting all this money when the opposite is true right so to add to the language when it's time to subscribe should be that emotional connection that says hey we count on your dollars to pay our writers you know to do the research um, we are not I mean you might even have to say we're not funded by in, in his case the schools or the government or any other source, we our our money is made primarily on subscriptions and maybe advertising or 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 something that tells the that that potential subscriber that um, we need your help. You know, we're we're not we're not uh, a wealthy conglomerate. You know, we're you know, we're we're, we're uh, a, a news or a magazine publication. We work hard to do the research and bring you these articles. And we live off of your dollars. Like we we need you. That type of language is 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 proven to work well, and and should be embraced. Um, yeah, and, and there's there was actually uh, a study done, I think, within the last year, that it it showed that the, the majority of people, at least those who were surveyed, did, didn't realize that local news or local newspapers are in trouble that they're they're struggling financially and so and a lot of people think again like you said they they think that that the local government or the federal government or state government funds the news and so uh i you know i i don't think it hurts to put in your in your subscription page or in your as we call it the subscription nag Put in there that you're independent. Put in there that you're not funded by the government. Put in there, you know, so, so your audience knows. It might seem obvious to a journalist, but right. perhaps your audience doesn't doesn't realize that. So, I certainly don't. I mean, 
yeah, as a, just a reader of news, you know, I, I mean, I know now, but I certainly didn't, or even when I'm, even if I get a paywall prompt and they're not telling me that they're funded, you know, where they're funded by, I, I assume everything's okay on there and they just want me to subscribe, you know, and I'm not saying cry like, you know, you know, uh, Hey, we're, we're hurting, but just that, you know, we'd love to have your support. You know, this is how we, this is how we grow and, and provide better news. Your dollar converts to better uh, news and, and we need that dollar. Yeah. I, I think PBS is, is really good about this. They're, they're yeah. very, they, they let you know that everything or at least most of the shows that I hear are funded by viewers like you. So, or yeah. listeners like you. So, yeah. Good point. Uh, so I have one last thing I want to talk about and that's pricing, um, which is a really important part of, of success because it influence influences uh, your revenue directly and is the easiest way to increase your revenue in any business really. Um, so I, I alluded a little bit to Netflix before, and there's sort of two parts to this one. Uh, one is trying to keep your price levels, your subscription offers as absolutely simple as possible. Um, I have seen too many publishers come out with seven different options on their subscription cards uh, for different audiences for, you know, you have annual, you have monthly recurring, you have you know, if you're a print publisher, you have your your maybe monthly print, you have quarterly print, you have every six months print, you know, annual print, um, student offerings, um, corporate offerings. I mean, there's and and those are all great. And there's nothing wrong with having them. But when it comes to landing on that final subscribe page, at the at the at the very least, you want to have three cards because three is a psychological number. We're all you know, our brains can process three things at a time pretty easily. We're used to things in threes. It's been proven. I don't know what the studies are, but three works. Um, so you have, if you're a print publisher, it gets more complicated. If you're digital only publisher, it's, it's a little, a little easier, but even for print. So I would say, and forget the, like, if you have a free registration, uh, set up on your site, which would be great. Don't have that card on your subscribe page. Like just remove it because you can take people directly from that subscription nag in the article that says, hey, register for free and take them right to the registration page. And then they just they just fill that out, check out and they get directed back to the article they were reading. So on your your, your final subscription page, which you're asking to pay, have your paid options on that page. And so if you're a print publisher, it's probably going to be. And of course, every, everyone's different, but it's typically digital only versus print plus digital. Like those would be the two simplest options. And so digital only, yeah, you could offer monthly, you could offer annual. I would suggest whatever it is, make it recurring. Monthly recurring is, is um, uh, uh, would be best according to Netflix, who succeeded so well. And then print, you might have some options within that card for you know quarterly or every six months delivery or or annual or, or whatnot. But that's that's two cards. Even as a print publisher, you can you can slim yourself down to. Um, back to Netflix, you go to them and try to sign up. Right? What do you get for options? You get you get a monthly recurring. You can't buy a year. Right? There's there's no other option. It's just monthly recurring. So part of it is keeping you don't a confused 
buyer never buys. A confused customer never, never purchases. You don't want to confuse your audience. You don't want to give them too many options. Um, and uh, it's the, the data is pretty clear now that the, if you come out with one option, it actually builds trust because it's one option. There's no, oh, should I get this or should I get that? And um, uh, it's, it's simple, it's understandable, and it's, it's, you, can, you, can, you can act on it quicker, right? Okay, oh, this is it. I'm, all right, that's simple. I'm in, boom, and, and that builds trust. Um, so look at Netflix for guidance on that. Uh, but the recurring, you know, the recurring monthly, uh, the recurring annual, um, those are absolutely um, good ways to go. One other thing you could do, which you may or may not be opposed to, is have something called decoy pricing, where um, you offer something else uh, as a third level, and it's a higher price. And what it does is it makes your other two price levels seem more reasonable. Now, ideally, you have super premium content, back to the super premium that you're actually offering as a third option, um, or something different as a package that you're offering. But this third level, maybe the subscriber gets to be a you know platinum sponsor or whatever it is. It's more money, it's more support to the publication. Um, it creates a contrast against the other um, uh, two pricing options that are that are available, or just add a two or three year option. It's a higher price because you're going to subscribe for three years, non-recurring, right? And that that number compared to the other numbers is, is a higher number. Okay, I'm not going to do that, but maybe I'll do this and pick the, the the one year or the monthly recurring option. As far as what to charge price, this is part two, right? Um, I had a conversation with. Um, the uh, number one uh, grazing how-to publications on, on pasture um, this week. Uh, really nice conversation, producing great content. Uh, and we talked a little bit about pricing and they were charging $5 per month. And the comment uh, that I got was, gee, I've been looking at um, you know this other consumer magazine I don't know if it was Vanity Fair or some other um, magazine, and they were charging two dollars a month or something like that. And I'm afraid I'm charging too much. And they they have a they have a you know a good subscriber base already, um, and they're 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 growing. Uh, but the thought was, gee, if I lower my price, um, maybe I'll get more subscribers, right? When in actuality, you have to kind of look at your audience. So they're 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 helping farmers with grazing, and that's their niche, and they're they're arguably the number one in that niche. And um, when you are a local news site, you are arguably number one in your local news niche, like the New York Times would arguably be the number one national newspaper. And so then you can you can set pricing. And and on, and on Pastor's case, they're they're B2B. They're not they're not writing information to consumers or writing information to businesses. They should be charging more. They have a, they have a niche and they're, they're um, setting pricing for professionals who are having pain because something's going wrong. You know, how many cows can I put in an acre of a field? You know, I, I've learned a few things about grazing. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, and so um, the recommend, my recommendation was not to look backwards, but you know, you're the leader, you can really you can put your, your own stake in the ground and say, no, it's, it's, it's not $5 a month. It's, it's $9 a month. You could, you could almost double your monthly rate 
And you know, we've seen this with other publications in the past is, you know, if you're if you're providing good content and you're and you're the top in your niche and you increase your price, first of all, you can leave it so your existing subscribers don't get affected. Um, although you could do you could increase it for them as well, which is a whole different thing. But new what we found is new people, new subscribers coming on board, nobody said anything. No, nobody says anything. They just pay the price and they come on board if it's, you know, um, if it's good content and and you can't get it anywhere else, especially if it's B2B. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And, and I think they're going to act on that uh, by bringing the price up and repackaging. They have this big database of content. So they're going to actually go start locking down some of the really premium articles as subscriber only, um, as we discussed earlier. And then they're going to repackage some of their um, some of their content into, into how to's or guides that will also be premium uh, only content. So um, that that so as far as pricing goes bottom line don't be afraid to go up uh, i i pay 15 dollars a month in new hampshire for our local uh news and not i don't get the newspaper I, it's just the digital only subscription and you might think wow 15 bucks a month for a for a you know local regional uh digital news subscription that's a lot and it and it, but where else do i go I mean, there's really nothing else I can subscribe to up here that's like a traditional, you know, news site. I have a paid newsletter uh, as well um, uh, for, for content up here, but 15 bucks a month, it's not unheard of and for, for local news. If you're just starting, if you're, if you're launching uh, and you need to set a price to get going, don't and, and let's say you're that local publisher. Don't start at 15 a month. Probably start a little lower um, because what you want to do is you you're in a learning phase in terms of what your your customers want. That's what's most important, really, at the time. Yeah, you need the income, but you need to you need to understand what your what your subscribers are gonna what are they gonna ask you for next? What are the products you could build to 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 serve them down the road? And um, you want those paid subscriptions to come in. You want them to spread the word. If you start, if you're if you're launching something and you start with too high a price, you're gonna put up a, a pretty big wall where, where a lot of people will just say, no, that's too much because it's an unknown entity and they won't come back. Because once you set that price too high, they're just not gonna come back and check. And even if you start a little too low, that's okay because it's really easy to raise prices. I mean, especially if you leave your pricing alone for your, your initial initial group of uh, of, of um, subscribers, and then you raise it for 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 you know incoming new subscribers. Nobody complains. That's that's great. That's the way it works. It works in, in in almost every industry. Anything new starts at a low price, and as you gain momentum with buying, the price goes up. And then you get to, uh, the key is you get to learn about your audience. You get a deeper understanding of what they really want, so you can produce that, give it to them, and offer new products. Or, you know, raise your pricing, and uh, you just go back in your go back in your dashboard and change the, change the number. I think that's that's it for me on how to set up uh, your paywall. Hopefully, that was helpful. You guys have any other th uh, final parting thoughts? Yeah, and I think really what's important to remember is there's not one way to do this, and the same thing is not going to work for everything or for everyone. So. Play around with it. Try it out. Try different things and, and see what works. So.
Yes. Testing, testing, testing. Absolutely. Right. Try different things. Every 30 days, I'd say. Try something new. See what happens. Uh, and if you have any questions on setting up your paywall, uh, please get in touch because we're, me personally, Pete, I'm, I love talking about the strategy behind uh, generating paid subscriptions. So I'll talk to anyone at any time about that. Thanks for listening to the Paywall Podcast. You can find us at paywallpodcast.com. Be sure to subscribe in your podcast player of choice, and we'll see you next episode.